and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. He didn't say any more for a few moments, but seemed to await an answer from me. There was only one thing I could say. Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. After this I saw the light that flooded the room begin to gather immediately around his person. It continued to do so until the room was again left dark, except just around him. Then he began to ascend until he entirely disappeared, and the room was left as it had been before the heavenly personage had made his appearance. Now I have told you, and I feel so much better. You do believe me, don't you, mother? You do believe that I actually saw him? It was no dream, mother. It's all so wonderful to think that I have been chosen to bear a son, even the Son of God. Mother, it frightens me. Do you think I can do it? Will you help me? He must be trained as God would have him trained. He shall be a king and reign over the house of Jacob forever. Mother, why should I be chosen from all the others? Mary's mother said softly, You are pure before God, my daughter. He delights in clean hands and a pure heart. These you have. Even as the prophet Jeremiah was chosen before he was born, you also must have proven true and faithful to this trust. Now the time has come to do that for which you were selected and chosen. Do you really believe that, mother? Do you really believe I was chosen even before I was born on earth? Oh, mother, I'm so happy I didn't fail. But what about Joseph? What will he say? What will he do? Will he denounce our engagement? Do you think he would do that? If he did, I could be held under the law. You know what that could mean? Oh, mother, I can't think of that. Mary fell on her knees before her mother. Her head was in her mother's lap. The mother counseled her daughter. Remember what the angel said. Have no fear, Mary. Now you must not bear these fears. God knows these many problems, and he will help you. One thing we must do is tell Joseph, and soon he will know what to do. He is a just and good man. He has great love for you. Don't be afraid, for the Lord shall protect his chosen handmaiden. And thus Joseph learned that Mary had conceived prior to the time of their living together as man and wife, and she was to give birth to a child. But he did not understand that this was done by the power of the Holy Ghost. All that he could realize was that she was to bear a child, a child that was not his. He knew the strictness of the law if he should denounce the betrothal. It was equivalent to adultery on the part of Mary, and the punishment was death. Could he do this? Mary was so sweet and lovely. What should he do? He hesitated to take her to himself as his wife. He was not sure of the path to follow. He knew that the pledge of betrothal was almost as binding as the marriage covenant under the Jewish law, and that children conceived during the betrothal were legitimate children. In all kindness and love for Mary, he determined one thing. I cannot make her a public example by denouncing the betrothal, he thought. There must be another way. Perhaps the betrothal could be annulled with the least possible publicity. This seemed a likely solution. The more he considered it, the more he liked it. There was another alternative he had not considered. While he was pondering these things, a vision was open to him, as it had been to Mary, 
In the same brilliant and beautiful way, the birth of Mary's child was announced to him. An angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a vision. When it was withdrawn from his view, he immediately went to find Mary. She looked at him with questioning eyes, with furrowed brow. What was his decision? What was he thinking? He announced to her, I too have seen an angel. I have seen him in a vision. He was even as you have described him. He said to me, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. It is true, she cried. You have seen, even as I have, the heavenly messenger has come to you. Joseph continued, You see what it means, Mary. You are the chosen one of all Israel to give birth to a son whose father is our God, and I shall be your husband. We shall have the honor of teaching him and leading him in the paths of righteousness, of protecting him, of sheltering him, of being blessed by his presence in our home. How blessed we are that we shall have the Son of God in our very home. As the prophet has said, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, which, being interpreted, is God with us. It shall be even as he said, a virgin has conceived, and she shall bring forth a son. Mary's fears were erased, and she rejoiced in the wisdom and mercy of the Lord, and in the kindness and love of Joseph. Tears formed in her eyes, and Joseph and Mary happily contemplated the sacred events that would soon occur. With this immediate problem solved, Mary's mind reverted again to the words of the angel, this time to the mention of her cousin Elizabeth. It was strange that she had almost forgotten this part of the message until now. She desired to see Elizabeth to know of her condition. Could she really be going to give birth to a child in her old age, so old that the normal functions of her body indicated that her time for bearing children was spent and gone? If it were true, Elizabeth was already in her sixth month, and she must need help. Her body was broken and tired from many years. This extra burden of carrying a child must tax her endurance to the utmost. Mary desired to go to her, to help her, to comfort her, to unburden her sacred secrets, to share them with Elizabeth and hear of hers. With the blessing of her mother and of Joseph, her husband, Mary left her home in Nazareth, traveling south with a group of others. Her journey was not easy, for the heat of summer bore down heavily upon her. The dust of the earth sifted in her clothes, her eyes, her nostrils. She followed a long road, seventy-five, eighty miles, perhaps, as it wound around the little hills of Judea. But this gave her time to rehearse the events of these past few days, to ponder in her heart, to pray again and again, to plan for the future. It gave her time for her thoughts to wander through the sacred messages, to gain the deep meaning. Until now, she had been too concerned about the earthly problems to grasp the heavenly ones. These few days added solemnity and stature to her soul. When at last she reached the home of Elizabeth and Zacharias, her heart was full. She called to Elizabeth. The two women embraced each other as mother and daughter. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And why is it that this blessing is upon me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? 
For, lo, as soon as the voice of thy salvation sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed art thou who believed, for those things which were told thee by the angel of the Lord shall be fulfilled. Thus did the Lord reveal to Elizabeth that which had taken place with Mary. Mary answered her cousin quietly and slowly, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit rejoiceth in God my Saviour. For he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he who is mighty hath done to me great things, and I will magnify his holy name, for his mercy on those who fear him from generation to generation." She continued her prayer and rejoicing, for she had begun to realize more fully the strange and wonderful miracle that had taken place. From among all the proud and great ones of the earth, she had been chosen to be the mother of Jesus, the only begotten Son of God, who dwells in the heavens. For this most unusual blessing she praised God. As she and Elizabeth discussed their sacred secrets and marveled at the miracles that had taken place, Zacharias, the husband of Elizabeth, returned home. How happy he was to see Mary! She brought a delightful radiance to his home. He smiled and made signs of welcome and motions of kindness and generosity, yet he did not say one word. Mary wondered at his silence. She asked him questions, and he said nothing. It was as Elizabeth had confided. Elizabeth said, It is a sign placed upon him by the angel. He cannot speak, because he did not believe. Elizabeth continued, You will remember, dear Mary, that I am old. I was considered barren by all who knew me. No one believed that I should ever give birth to a child. Yet we always prayed, as we have done since our day of marriage.